Hi everybody, it is Rebecca Vexler here, the founder of Soul Cups, and we are well on our way into the month of Plastic Free July. I'm super excited because this is episode three of our speaker series, where we get to interview incredible brands, thought leaders, and inspiring influencers from around the world to talk all things sustainability and being more conscious consumers. This one is going to be really, really exciting because I'm interviewing the incredibly talented Dara Hayes, aka DJ Tiger Lily, aka Our Soul Purpose. Um, I know that Dara, you're already requesting to be allowed in. I'm going to give you access in two moments, but just to give you a brief intro, I'm so personally inspired by Dara and her journey and her incredible community. She's so philanthropic, so environmentally conscious, sustainable, plant-based. She does so many incredible things with her ridiculously sized community that it's what I love about this incredible social world. It gives us the ability to be platforms for education, to inspire people, and to be the thought leaders that we can be by inspiring as many people as we can. And I really believe that Dara has done that with her audience. So I'm so, so grateful and excited for this chat. I know you guys will absolutely love it. So let's crack on. Let me get Dara in here. She should pop up any second. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that was such a lovely introduction. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank I always you. like to do like a 10 second snippet intro because um, there's just so many wonderful things that we're going to talk about and I want you to do all the talking. So <laughs> I, I want you to inspire, inspire us. So, um, Look, before, before we get into the nitty gritty of it, I, I think the most, the, the big question I want to talk about is our sole purpose. That is what I think is so inspiring and so incredible. And I just want you to talk us through that community, what that means to you when it started and just a little bit of a backstory of how you went, you know, plant-based and sustainable and, and everything in between. Absolutely. 100%. Um... There's Lenny in the oh, background. Hi, Just <laughs> everyone say hi. <laughs> um, so yeah, Our Soul Purpose is a community that I started on Instagram uh, because I started my vegan, plant-based, environmentally sustainable journey and became really passionate and wanted to share this journey online. I of course, then just be cut, you know, just dove straight into sharing on DJ Tiger Lily and realized that it may not be the perfect space to be sharing mm. all things veganism, you know, animal rights, sustainability, environmental info. And I did get quite a bit of, I don't want to say backlash, just feedback from my mm. community that it wasn't exactly what they wanted to see. A lot of right. people were like, yes, girl, let's go. But then a lot of people were like, we want to just, you know, see DJ videos, which is fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, fair. You've, you've <laughs> built an audience on something, obviously, and, and you know, it, it's shocking. But I mean, when, when did this happen? To, for those of us that might not know your full story, like I think this is the reason why I want to talk about it is because the whole concept of the one big question that comes up is, it can be very overwhelming to become plant-based, vegan, you know, waste-free, sustainable. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's a huge mindset and lifestyle change. So 
what mm. happened for you? What's your story? And then how yeah. did you build that process? Because that's the advice I think people really want to hear. Yeah. So after I like got a bit of that feedback from posting about my newfound yeah. journey and love on DJ Tiger Lily, I decided that it was important that I created a space where I felt safe um, on the internet to share these things that I was learning and, you know, finding out about. And that's why I created Our Soul Purpose as a second account for myself to be able to post things about animal rights and about veganism, about sustainability and about all these things that I was learning a lot about myself and becoming increasingly passionate about but didn't feel that I could post about on my main account. Um, so that was the kind of idea behind starting Our Soul Purpose. Um, and now I continue with that. I continue to share recipes and news, information, inspiration, of course, cute animal pics. Um, and then <laughs> I also, yeah, <laughs> lots of the dog. Um, and then I also collaborate with different like-minded, vegan, sustainable, ethical, cruelty-free companies um, to do collaborations on that account, on the Our Soul Purpose account. And um, what my team and I do is donate 100% of the collaboration fee to different charities, non-for-profits and sanctuaries, which is so awesome. And it's, some yeah, it's something for me that like really keeps me going and keeps me feeling inspired because it's genuinely like a tangible difference that I'm able to make. And of course, in the scheme of things, it may only be small, but for me, it's really epic to be able to share a awesome products with my audience that I'm really mm -hmm. passionate about B to be able to donate them to directly or like donate the profits yeah. directly to people that need them. And then C to be able to share with my community that, you know, you can make like everyone has something that they can give and you just have to try and kind of find what the thing is that you can do that no one else can do. And how can you, you know, help others with that little special talent of yours. And I think definitely something that I am able to do is to show up online um, and to mm -hmm. share information and to create content and hopefully inspire some people to make some positive changes in their life because it can be very overwhelming starting any sort of journey, let alone a plastic free journey, a sustainable journey, a vegan journey, like it can be very overwhelming. <laughs> I mean, so many things I can say to everything you just said. I think number one, it's community, right? If you've already built this incredible reputation, I mean, you're, you're carrying almost 600,000 followers. That's a huge influence. That's a lot of humans that are listening to you. And I think what's so important to me, like I look at influencers and I look at brands and, and I think if you've got this audience, why aren't you using it for the greater good? Like the whole point, the whole luxury of having social media and access to people is so that we can create a platform for education, for inspiration, for achieving greater, incredible tribal like influence like it it takes a crowd sometimes it takes a tribe to like you know get a point across and i love that you get to do that um on our sole purpose because it's just so many wonderful topics that you talk about and i think let's start with 
the first kind of basic question, which is anyone starting out, whether it's plant-based, whether it's vegan, whether it's being waste-free and sustainable, what is that top tip that you give to anyone just beginning in that journey? Mm, so I get a lot of hate for, not hate, but I get a lot of raised eyebrows for what I'm about to say. Um, but I think it applies to the plant-based and vegan journey as well as the plastic-free, waste-free journey. And the thing that I'm going to say is take little steps. Don't commit to diving straight into the deep end at the start because you're going to fail. <laughs> like if you yeah. want to go plastic-free, waste-free, vegan, whatever it is overnight, it is not going to work. And um, <laughs> a lot of hardcore vegans say, you know, there's no other way than to go 100% straight in. But I just disagree completely because we live in a world that is full of plastic and full of animal product and full of excess. And it is so hard to break away from that and to create new habits. So yeah, my first tip would definitely be take a couple of things that you want to incorporate into your life, whether it's some vegan foods or some vegan meals, Maybe it's a couple of, you know, reusable items. Maybe it's about dedicating yourself to spending half an hour each week to making sure that you're recycling properly, whatever it is, like just taking small steps to make some initial changes into your lifestyle because it takes, you know, a couple of months to build a really solid habit and a really solid foundation. So by upheaving all your habits in your life at once, it's just going to create absolute chaos. <laughs> it's too much pressure. It's too much Absolutely. pressure. If you look back at literally every single interview we've done so far, everyone gave the same answer. And it, it brings me so much joy because it's the same thing I keep saying. Like, just pick one, pick one thing, do it well, and then move on to the next. Like, easy as no need to stress, no need to feel overwhelmed. Like you don't need to be an expert at everything. And I, I feel the same way about, you know, going plant-based. It's like, how can someone look at their fridge, their pantry, and then suddenly have to replace everything? It's, it's a whole, you know, however old you are, how many, many, many years of being brought up with a specific mentality. It's a mindset, you know, it's a, Consumer psychology works the same way. We can't force people to just do what we say because we want them to. <laughs> it's going mm -hmm. to feel innately chosen within. It's going to come from an empowered decision. It's going to feel like they decided and they want to do it. So yeah, pick one thing. <laughs> pick mm. one thing and do it really well. And I think people want to do good things. Like people want to feel like they're contributing. People don't want to feel like, you know, they're hurting the environment and hurting animals. People want to feel good and want to help. Um, but it is just really overwhelming. I know I get really overwhelmed, like with the vegan stuff, with the plastic stuff, with even just like the amount that we consume as humans. And even if you're not someone who is really consumed, like, you know, consumeristic, is that a word? Like, even if you're not someone who's buying <laughs> things, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this still just requires so many things to keep yeah. us alive. It blows my mind. And then you think about how many things each of us have and times it by however many people in the world. Yeah. 
and my brain starts doing these crazy numbers and it's pretty overwhelming. So yeah, I would advise people not to do that and to just, yeah, choose some things that you think that you can fit into your life, like allow some time to read and learn and practice some habits and yeah, it'll slowly, you'll be able to slowly change and evolve and grow. And that's, that's the goal, right? It's all about that evolution of mindset and feeling calm and enjoying the process. It should be enjoyable because you're learning, you're doing something incredible for your body, for your health, and also for the, for the planet around you. So yeah, I think I love, I love that you, you tied it up so beautifully. Um, and then on that note, I guess, if we're talking about one thing, my challenge to you, so I don't know if you drink coffee or if you drink tea, but my challenge to you is the no cup, no coffee rule. And that's if you don't have a reusable cup, you can't get a coffee. Or if you don't have a mm -hmm. cup, you can't get a tea, you know, whatever you drink. Um, because I, I think it's so important that conversations need to happen with our local cafes. Everyone mm. has a community. Everyone lives in a suburb. We have local coffee shops we all love and go to. And there are still cafes not accepting reusable cups for no reason, because it's not scientifically proven that it is dangerous during COVID. It's a load of bull. Um, there are so many solutions. So I, I would love to get your feedback and your opinion on that. <laughs> yeah. So this is really interesting. I have been like a reusable cup gal for so long and I'd often make my partner like <laughs> drive home to get the cups to go to the coffee <laughs> <Yeah>. shop. <laughs> or sometimes I would borrow a porcelain cup from the shop and then Legend. walk at home and then go back again. This changed in COVID last year when all the cafes in my area anyway, all stopped accepting them. And it yeah. became like a real frustration for me. And it mm. actually changed my relationship with coffee and how I drink it as well. So I bought um, a, just a French press uh, you know, like the old school coffee yeah. things and just have um, coffee grounds at home. So most of the time these days, that's what I do, um, especially when in the last week you've not been able to use the cups again um, or your reusable coffee cups again. So I would encourage people to think outside the square in that respect, um, yeah. that you can make your own coffee at home, even if you don't have a, you know, amazing machine you know the whiz bang brand new coffee <laughs> machine you can still make really good coffee at home and if you're someone that likes um to have milk in your coffee i i have a black coffee but we have this for our guests it's like um a little electronic whisk from ikea Ele yeah, and to froth it yeah 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 and it foams the milk and like my mind is blown by how effective <laughs> this little Love device it. is but it has, um, yeah, it has enabled me to make coffee from home, you know, in the time periods where we haven't been able to have our reusable cups at the shop. I think it's pretty terrible that we're not allowed to bring them. In my opinion, it's very frustrating um, because I don't see that as being a massive issue. Um, I'd be happy to bring my cup in and wipe it down or do something like that you know like there are so many different ways around it or so many different ways that i'm sure we could get around it um and like and i'm sure people at, would be happy to oblige and look at it this way like so i i'm local to bondi beach right and we we have an incredibly small community 
every coffee shop owner knows each other. All the cafe owners know each other. All the community know each other. We all go to the same places. And there's a simple solution. It's called free pour. Literally all you do is pop the cup on the ledge and the barista doesn't have to touch it, doesn't have to be anywhere near you. They just pour it in. Done. No mm -hmm. one's touched a cup. <laughs> no mm -hmm. single-use throwaway cups are ending up in landfill. Problem solved. And it's, I mean, there's so many easy little things like that, but it takes a conversation. Like the reason why Bondi Beach is so good is because people like Sarah Wilson, myself, um, particular cafe owners all got together and basically said, fuck the cup. And we started a, you know, they started a huge campaign around it. And that's yeah. what it takes. Like, that's why I love our sole purpose, which is what you do, because you create the ability to share a really strong message with a lot of like-minded people. And that's what we need. So mm. yeah, go talk to your cafe I, owner. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I think this also comes from like really, unfortunately, it comes from like a government perspective. I always have these things or like a government top level I have these ideas and I know they might sound kind of crazy but like let's say for example you didn't have a keep cup hypothetically the government could say all right if you're going to get a single use plastic even biodegradable whatever cup it is let's say you have to pay an extra two dollars and that two dollars gets donated to X, Y, and Z, which is decreasing carbon emissions and <laughs> recycling this type of something or other. Like, why can't we have things like that? Like that paying $2 extra. Yeah, I'll I don't know, because everything's messed up. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell, well, that, well, that too. But I'll tell you why, because recycling companies in Australia are private owned. So uh... something I learned, um, so I was the vice president of the Chamber of Commerce and heavily involved in the chamber for almost six years. Um, and I worked really closely with Waverley Council and the sustainability like arm of that council. And I, I wanted to learn as much as I could, because for me, I'm like you, I'm like, I don't want to just sit and talk about it. I want to go and make real change happen. So I went and got involved in politics <laughs> and I spoke That's to the right people. And unfortunately, it's not even about government. It's about private-owned companies. And that's why mm. often when I interview brands or when I interview other founders, we talk about the conscious responsibility of what it means to be a producer of goods. Like when we manufacture our products, our reusable products, I do things ethically, I do things sustainably, and I make sure that there's a holistic, conscious approach to how we bring goods into the world but not everybody gives a shit <laughs> to mm. say it nicely and that's what it comes down to so I love your idea and I have no doubt it's already been thought about do you know what I mean like I'm yeah. sure someone has gone and said that because people are smart there are incredible mm. incredible people mm. in the world but um it's never that simple it's always something more toxic like you know so for for greed or for money and and we kind of like, if you really want to make change, you have to go to that level and go deal with the companies directly and, and see if we can educate them and, and create impact that way. Yeah. It's so difficult. That's really interesting to know. And it always seems to end up whether it's private companies or government bodies or a combination of the two mm. that um, kind of, let's say block a lot of this, these really interesting game-changing ideas and it's why definitely 
like love Australia, don't get me wrong, but we are definitely very behind yeah. in so many ways. <laughs> and you look at like systems and schemes that they have overseas and it's like, wow, why couldn't we do that here? And it is because a lot of the time that these big private companies are, you know, invested in things that yeah. are probably not good for the planet. And so they don't really care. Um, so it is definitely very frustrating. That's for sure. It is. I, I really feel you. Like I, I lived that frustration for so many years working with chamber and working with councils. Cause it's like, I felt so deeply irritated all the time that no matter what incredible initiative they had or they created, it was always roadblocked. And there's always this problem and this red tape. And I kind of got sick of hearing it. So, you know, I, I, I didn't want to butt heads anymore, but yeah, it's, I think the point of this wonderful little chat is have conversations. Don't be scared to say something. That's what I always want to push. Don't mm. be scared to talk to your barista, talk to the cafe owner. They're people, they're open. They're usually willing to learn and change if it doesn't impact them. Um, mm. it will only so impact at the them. moment for myself or say anyone else who wants to go and buy coffee from their local cafe to support them, but then doesn't want to be, using the single-use plastic every day what type of questions should we be asking our local cafe owners or baristas because from my understanding it was that they were legally not allowed to accept reusable cups is it a legality or is it a suggestion so I love that you asked that, love that. Um, the truth is there's no legal law in this country, no matter where you are in Australia, there is no law that states reusable cups are not allowed. It is just a lie. It is a load of crap and it's a, okay, it's a laziness. Course. It's an excuse. So I, I have so many wonderful friends who might not be as sustainable as I want them to be. <laughs> and often, you know, we'll catch up and we'll go for a walk and they'll bring a takeaway cup with them. And part of me wants to knock it out of their hand <laughs> and end the friendship. Um, you know, and I ask <laughs> them, I go, why, why would you bring that? Like, wh what was the point? I don't understand. And they go, oh, well, we're not allowed. They go, according to who? <laughs> mm. And that's the thing. We just have this weird preconception that somebody's telling us we're not allowed so there's no law there's no legality around it and mm -hmm. the kind of question that you want to ask your cafe owner is how are you guys set up to handle takeaway only do you have a counter like do they have a takeaway counter if they have a takeaway counter there's no reason why they can't do a free pour so mm. educate them be like hey have you guys heard of the free pour concept all you have to do is allocate a spot on the bench where people can place their cup like put a big x on it and you know there's a guideline where they put the cup and they you know take a step back and all you have to do is pour the coffee in and that's it the barista can take a step back and the customer can take it and and think about it they have to pay for the product right so there's always yeah. an exchange they have to go to yeah. the counter order and pay so that little encounter is no different to them placing the cup on the counter so that's the kind of conversation. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, it's really good to, yeah, to know what to say, because I think in particularly at the moment, um, I feel like people are afraid to ruffle feathers and everyone's yeah. kind of like super anxious. I'm sure 
I don't know, I've not been to Bondi in a while for obvious reasons, but I'm sure it's like that in Bondi. Things are heightened. Even here, we're in the inner West, you know, even if you're going to a cafe, say, to get something takeaway, you've got to check in and everyone's standing super far apart, trying to be super respectful and socially aware. So, yeah, I think it's probably great to just ask questions and have a positive, smiley attitude, not come in being like, why can't you take my cake cup? <laughs> yeah, I, I think beautifully put, like, be a good person, be nice, be kind, be thoughtful. I think that's all anyone needs to be at this point is be thoughtful of each other and be respectful of each other. And however we can make each other feel safe is obviously the optimal goal, but I don't believe it's an excuse to not be sustainable. And I think that's mm. the big topic here is that we can't let COVID be an excuse to be lazy. And I think mm. you know, be lazy and unsustainable and use it, you know, as that leeway. So um, yeah, it's a big topic. It's, it's, a, it's a big one. I, mean, I can imagine your audience would have a lot to say about it as well. Mm, I, I just think as well, like I have quite a young audience. They may not be thinking about these things a lot of the time as well, because, you know, if they're told, oh yeah, no keep cups, they're like, cool, sweet as. You don't really question it because it's like, you know, you have to wear a mask. Okay, cool. Mm. Happy to do that as well. <laughs> So it's interesting just to get people questioning and thinking about these different things, um, especially because COVID has really, I dare say, changed how we interact with disposable plastic items like yeah. masks, like coffee cups, wipes, packets, packaging on everything to make yeah. sure it's sanitized. Ah, it's crazy. It's, it's intense. I mean, think about it. From, so from, from what you know in terms of going plant-based and vegan, in terms of a mindset change, right? Like imagine your whole journey with this community is to create conscious change and education and awareness, right? It's kind of what I'm trying to do with Soul Cups and Sustainability where my entire intention and mission as a business is to create a platform for education, to create more conscious consumers, so that's the kind of message I want to instill in people is that you should always ask questions. You should always have that conscious awareness as a consumer and, a, and just a general human of life. Like if you're going plant-based, I can imagine the first thing you'd want to do is go read ingredients because, you know, even if the <laughs> ingredients are plant-based maybe they're not that healthy and you need to make better choices of which brands that are good for you and you know what products are like going to be actually healthy and good for your body and nourishing so you know it's the same thing with sustainability we kind of go you can't just buy from any brand like there's a lot of greenwashing out there and there's a lot of crap that gets told and mm. that's that's what I'm trying to instill here is is ask questions be a more educated conscious consumer and don't be scared to question everything Mm, that's really awesome. I have something that I want to talk about that I feel like I speak to all my friends about and no one knows about it. And it relates to using and or recycling plastic. Um, so obviously like lots and lots of plastics can't be recycled, especially as, like we thought for a long time, like a lot of the soft plastics could never be recycled. Mm -hmm. Anyway, a few years ago, I found in Woolworths, the big plastic recyclable bins where you're able to go and drop your soft plastics and they're always like tucked away in a little corner and 
Like they're really hard to find. And I don't actually know the stats on how much of the plastic that goes in there is actually recycled or not, but I'm sure that it is like better than nothing. So yeah, if for anyone um, listening, if you have soft plastics um, that you thought that you may have to throw away, you can actually recycle some of them um, in local Woolworths. I don't know if Coles does it as well. Um, but I tell all my friends about it and they have no idea that this plastic, soft plastic recycling mm. existed. And even the other day I was at Woolworths with Scott, my partner, and I had my bag of collected up plastic that I was going to pop in the soft plastics recycling. And he's like, why are you bringing rubbish to Woolworths? And I was like, come and follow me. This is what we do. <laughs> <There you. laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so even choosing like, Here's yeah, a great opportunity. Let's call out Woolworths. Let's ask them. I mean, let it's not mm. difficult to get contact, especially the CEO. He hangs out in Bondi all the time. I'm going to go ask him that question. Let's use our incredible influence to go find out and learn more about what Woolies does with that. But let me give you some amazing, incredible, inspiring insight to plastic recycling. There is one company called TerraCycle that specialize mm-hmm. in recycling. Do you know about them a little bit? I've heard about them, but tell me what Amazing. you know, and I'll, I'll tell you if I know <laughs> what you're about to say. <laughs> well, why, why they're so important. So we partner with them. So basically all of our like end of life products, if, if you decide for some reason you don't want to use it anymore, or if it, it, it's, you know, you want to replace it with a different color, like our silicon sleeves or our packaging, like which aren't plastic, obviously they're, they're plastic free, but you can send them back to our warehouse and we will work with TerraCycle to give them that full proper holistic end of life. Mm. Um, but I think unfortunately in this country, because they're all private owned companies, there's less than 2% of recycled goods being recycled. And the reason yeah. for that is contamination, not enough employees, not enough people actually on the lines working, and also lack of knowledge of where to even put the stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's an incredible topic. And no, go, go on, go on. I, I follow this amazing woman called Plastic Free Mermaid. And yeah. I don't know if you, I'm I, sure you follow her. Um, Kate, she's, she's an incredible human. I know her very, very well. We've worked together a few times, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I love her. And she has taught me more about recycling than my 29 years on this planet. <laughs> like there yeah. was me getting a pizza and thinking you could recycle the pizza box that had the oil <laughs> on it. No, like all these simple things that we don't think about. And she does um, these really informative, fun videos where she explains what you can recycle, what you can't recycle how you can recycle it. My parents are like pretty green. Yeah, they're very green actually. Like my dad's always like, watch this thing on four corners about what they're doing to, you know, take plastic out of the ocean in Sweden. But even then we were still not taught properly how to recycle because it's just something in Australia that we don't do well. And it's really embarrassing. Um, So I would really encourage everyone to follow Plastic Free Mermaid because she does do really fun yeah, she does really fun videos and whatever. They're really informative about recycling and repurposing and reusing, all that kind of stuff. She's amazing. 
she she is extraordinary like talk about inspiring women um oh, adore her and and exactly like go follow her if, you, if you're starting from scratch if you've got absolutely no clue what you're doing kate's videos killer they just speak in a language we all understand so i love it mm. um but i mean i guess the the we've talked about so many things and there's so many other questions i have <laughs> but <laughs> what, to sort of kind of wrap it up in one beautiful little bubble i mean talk to me about what is your biggest learning like you've been on a beautiful journey you've gone through so much you've you've traveled so much in your industry like talking about obviously being mm. a dj um you know, what's your biggest learning? What's your takeaway? What's something you can share with all of our communities at this point? Mm, that's a really good and difficult question. Um, <laughs> no rush. I would, <laughs> I would think it may not be my biggest, but it is the first one that comes to mind. And I think it would be that we all have the ability to make change within ourselves but we also all have the ability to inspire and educate others to make great change in their lives as well. And this quote comes to mind. Um, it's about veganism, but it also relates to sustainability and going plastic free or waste free and environmentalism as well. And it says, my biggest regret about going vegan was that I didn't do it sooner. And it relates to another kind of quote that gets thrown around with with talking about being a vegan activist and speaking publicly about veganism and um, animal rights and defending animals. And it is, you know, my biggest regret about being an animal rights activist is that I didn't do it sooner. And I think about all the years I was vegan that I didn't speak out about these things. And it was probably only like two years where I was still learning the ropes, figuring it out, mm -hmm. trying to find where I sat within everything. But I do really regret not speaking out more yeah. in, the, in that time because even though it was two years, it's still two years of missed opportunity and missed conversations. So I would just really encourage everyone to um, not underestimate their power to inspire change um, within people in their lives because, yeah, we all think that we aren't doing that much, but you'd be surprised as to how many uh, people and friends and family you can influence with positive action in your life. And you know what? That reminds me of my favorite quote of all time, ever. <laughs> is what is that? <laughs> if, if you think you're too small to make an impact, try sleeping in the room with a mosquito. And I think <laughs> I think that summarizes what you're trying to say. Like it's absolutely it of all time because it's so true. It's like the truth is we're so powerful as people. Like, you know, you've got a network of close friends and family, so do I. Like they trust us, they listen to us because we come from a place of love and passion and we all have that capability. So if you think you're too small to make an impact you're not like, you know, if every single human, all however many billion of us just do one good thing, that is the most powerful energy you could possibly ever imagine. So yeah, I'm, I'm so with you on that. It, that makes me just laugh and <laughs> smile so huge when you say that that's your favorite quote, because it is so hilarious, but so <laughs> profound. And 
everyone can relate to that. It's so true. Like a mosquito in a room is nothing. You can't even see it, but it has just such a powerful <laughs> effect. And yeah, I, I think it is very true. If we all kind of remember that, you are the mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> we ha all have the ability to be a mosquito. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> Oh, that's um, so funny. <laughs> I think I think that's such a beautiful way to sort of tie it all together. But tell us, Dara, where can we follow you? Where can we get inspired? How can we continue, um, you know, uh, embracing your incredible journey? So here on DJ Tiger Lily, it is my main account. But then I also have my second Instagram account called Our Soul Purpose, which you can find in my bio on my DJ Tiger Lily account. Um, I also have a website called, and it's just djtigerlily.com.au and uh, you can find all my tour dates, music, songs, podcast, press, everything on there. It's like a little Dara slash Tiger Lily hub. Um, so yeah, I would encourage everyone to come follow me, especially on Our Soul Purpose because the stuff we're doing over there is really exciting and I'm super excited to you know continue hitting goals and raising funds and awareness over on that account so thanks for giving me the opportunity today to shed some light on that account and talk about it because i probably don't do it enough on here and i love it i love it Let, i mean i oh, we so didn't get to talk enough about that and i think we can no you know, we did we, we talked about it loads <laughs> <laughs> it's great <laughs> I, I want I want everyone to know how incredible you are and, and how much you good you've done and how much money you've raised for so many people and so many incredible causes. So thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for joining me. It's such a beautiful conversation and stay connected. Hopefully we can see each other after this crazy lockdown. That would be amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. It's been awesome. Thank you, Dara. See you. Bye. Bye, Bye. everyone. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye.